The serious side of the J. Ross Show is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. My father's conversation with me was daily. My grandfather uh, talked to me as a, as, a, as a black man from Augusta, Georgia, growing up in the Deep South. Frightening. And I'm being very light when I use the word frightening. If something goes wrong, your first line of defense, uh, you know, your parents not being there, is to go to the police. If you're Caucasian. So, well, I, I mean, yes, still, that's what you still, teach your children. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it can't work for black children, right? right? Being an African-American is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful blessing. You have come from great people. What I love about you as my son is I remember when we thought about having you and, you know, knowing that we wanted you and watching you grow. You are the Muhammad Ali, you are the Malcolm X, you are the Martin Luther King. You are an amazing young man, and the future is yours. And I will do my best to make sure you're safe. That's it. I love you. Why should I vote? Nothing ever changes. The system is rigged. Why bother? Whether you're trying to get dinner on the table after working a double shift, dropping baby off with grandma, or studying for exams, voting can feel like the furthest thing from your mind. You might even feel like it's just not worth it. But that's exactly what some people want you to think. The truth is, when we stay home, things stay the same or they get worse. But when we all vote, we get new ideas and new energy. We get leaders who share our values and listen to our voices. That's how we change America. And that's why it's so important to register right now and vote this November. And in every election, go to whenweallvote.org or text WEALLVOTE to 97779 to get started and know that your vote will make a difference. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The White House doctor says President Trump is no longer considered a transmission risk to others. NPR's Franco Ordonez reports on the latest update from Dr. Sean Conley. Dr. Conley says the president has met CDC criteria to end his isolation. He says the president, after 10 days since symptoms first appeared, has remained fever-free for over 24 hours, and that there is, quote, no longer evidence of actively replicating virus. But Dr. Conley doesn't specify that President Trump tested negative for the virus. The doctor's memo comes as the president prepares an aggressive return to the campaign trail after having been hospitalized for the coronavirus. The president is down in most major polls, and his campaign is eager to shake things up. After hosting an event at the White House, the president plans to hold rallies in the coming days in key states, including Florida, Iowa, and Pennsylvania. Franco Ordonez, NPR News. So Biden's campaign says Biden has again tested negative and campaigning in Pennsylvania this weekend. Biden said the only way he can lose the election is through chicanery. You've got to go out and make sure you vote because the only way we lose this is by the chicanery going on relative to polling places. 
this whole idea. Not a single solitary reasonable person in either party has said mail-in ballots are corrupt. No evidence, but he's trying to make it sound that way. Biden speaking to reporters in Erie, Pennsylvania. He later clarified that he will accept the results of the election. President Trump has been pressed to declare that he would accept the results, but has instead cast doubt on the integrity of the election, especially on the security of mail-in ballots. A man was shot and killed during rival rallies in Denver this weekend. Colorado Public Radio's Rachel Estabrook reports that the suspect is a private security guard, and police are trying to determine if the shooting had anything to do with either rally. One event was called a, quote, Patriot Muster. It was organized by a former CIA contractor and Marine who once filed paperwork to support President Trump's re-election campaign here. The other was organized by self-described communists and socialists in support of Black Lives Matter. It was meant to confront the so-called patriots. Denver Police Investigations Chief Joe Montoya says he hopes to calm rhetoric that has flared online and on conservative talk radio leading up to Saturday's event. Our primary focus is to, to de-escalate the situation. We can't have any further violence in conjunction with what happened today. We just do not want that to happen. The two rallies were held far apart by police throughout the afternoon, and the shooting happened as the events appeared to be winding down. For NPR News, I'm Rachel Estabrook in Denver. Forecasters are warning of the potential for flooding in the southern Appalachians as the remnants of Hurricane Delta move through. Delta came ashore Friday along coastal Louisiana. Governor John Bell Edwards pledging hard, fast work on recovery. This is NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. I think I've done more than any other first-term president ever. I have a phony witch hunt, which is just a phony pile of stuff. Mueller comes out, there's no collusion, and essentially a ruling. I see you looking there with a little smirk. How many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eye and lie to her about Uh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, it's outrageous. Harassment of the witness. What's wrong with that? You need your medication. Well, the, uh, the allegations against Congressman Conyers, as we have learned more since uh, Sunday, are serious, disappoint- disappointing, and very credible. It's very sad. Uh, the brave women who came forward are owed justice. Now to the latest on a Harris County juvenile judge under investigation after he reportedly released nearly all of the children that appeared before him the day after he lost what real life. we have not seen before in our recent public life at least, blatantly, repeatedly, baldly, shamelessly lying, making stuff up. The president said he'd pass a middle class tax cut before the next election. Congress isn't even in session. He just makes it up. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Thank you so much and good morning, y'all, and welcome into the show. Today is October 11th, 2020, and it's also the Sunday morning roundtable. So... What will our panelists talk about today? 
I'm pretty sure if you listen to this show, you know that the Sunday Morning Roundtable is where our panelists come up with topics. We're talking about what they want to talk about. Our host, their topics. Now, I'm pretty sure they had a hard time coming up with something to talk about this morning. So just in case they can't think of something to talk about, let me see if I can help them out. Hmm. Could they talk about the fact that the president was coughing and sneezing on people yesterday at the White House? I don't know. Maybe they can talk about the fly that was on the vice president's head earlier this week during the debate between him and Kamala Harris. Hmm. Well, maybe they can talk about the fact that the president's doctor is lying through his teeth when they ask him when was the last time he's been tested for COVID. Or maybe they can talk about the fact that the governor of Michigan was actually a part of a kidnapping plot, something that you see in Hollywood where these guys were going to storm the Capitol and take her hostage and possibly kill her. But I'm pretty sure they can think, think, think. They have a lot of things to think about. Well, let's, without any further ado, let's find out exactly what they may be talking about. Let's bring them in. First of all, my sis. Love this girl so much. She watches CNN, MSNBC, and she hangs out with Trump people so you don't have to. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you on this beautiful Sunday morning? Hey, Brian, I'm the Church. Good morning, sweet love. <laughs> she just said she can't find underwear to church. Oh, my Lord. I said I can't find nothing to wear to church. Oh. Okay, so... <laughs> good morning, good morning. and uh, good morning, I'm Nia. pleased to be here in your presence by phone, uh, Jay, and you know what, guys, Fox was off the chain with lies this week. I had to give them a few ratings and just really just kind of hang out on now. Woo, they lied on the Democrats, hallelujah. So anyway, oh, let's get it. rolling and no. Yeah, let's get rolling. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank the man upstairs. Wow, my goodness. But you never know. Maybe that's a tease, what she's going to talk about during the second set. The man who I call the educator brother, he's also my brother. And I love this man dearly. Let's bring him in. The one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. What's going on, man? Good morning. How are you doing on this beautiful October Sunday morning? What? Now, just here's a, here's a disclaimer. Johnny D is actually on the road, so he's calling us on the highway. So we're going to probably have some audio issues with him until he gets to his final destination. So he's in the house. He'll be checking in. He is here in the place to be. But that's a beautiful segue into the man who really runs everything around here, the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side. This is truly my brother, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, uh, Kathleen. Good morning, Mariana Music. Good morning, Hawk. And Jerome, my prayers are with you, my brother. I stand with you, my brother. Absolutely. Jerome, our, our colleague Jerome is free. Obviously, you've heard the news by now. Uh, still dealing with the loss of his mother, uh, you know, obviously, if you've been in that position, and unfortunately, more people on this show has than haven't, uh, it's something that, uh, it could, there could be some dark days, and so, listen, our prayers are with him, and like Mr. Elias says, we stand with our brother, and of course, he knows that you guys are behind him, and I want to say thank you to the folks who continues to send well wishes for him as well throughout the course of the week. You guys are marvelous. We love you. That's why we're here every Sunday morning. Also, Miss Kathleen Williams, 
We call her Inch High Private Eye. She's on a special assignment. She'll be back. Just hold your horses. But she's listening. So if you want to say something nice about Kathleen during the Chatterbox segment, or you can call in and just say what a wonderful person she is, I'm pretty sure she'll appreciate it. The number is 347-850-1272. 347-850-1272. Chat room should be open. We are monitoring the social media sites. We are ready to go. And it's the Sunday morning roundtable, like I said. And so the Sunday morning roundtable... If you're just tuning in, if you're just listening to the show, or if you are a new listener to the show, I should say, it's where our host, their topics, they're coming at you right about now. So without any further ado, let's find out what we're talking about first. Mr. Elias, man, what's on your mind this morning? It's just so much stuff out there to talk about, man. But, you know, man, as, as I watch the debates and I watch what, what, what these clowns are saying, I, I want to talk about how they're going to uh, not concede and say they lost the election. Even if they lose by landslide, they, they're not going to concede and say they lost. And this is... So, this is, this is, this is hmm? No, no, go ahead. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of consolidate because I think what you're saying here is that the fact that they've asked not only the president, but they've asked the vice president, hey, if you guys mm-hmm. lose, are you going to leave gracefully? And, you, and none no. of them have given a straight answer. Is that where we're going this morning? <clears throat> yes, and, and, and I'm talking about how they're going to do it. Because if they don't concede what they're, why, why they're pushing that Supreme Court justice through, is because um, I think that they're, they're, if you look at the, the way they're going to keep battleground states, like in Florida, Texas, and and uh, Pennsylvania, which if they lose any of those, it's it's a, it's a wrap. They're 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 doing all kind of stuff in those states so that they can say it's a rigged election. If they say it's a rigged election, it's either going to go to the Supreme Court where they got just pushed this woman through to so so that she'll vote for them, or if it goes to Congress, they get a whole more seats in Congress. So that they, if they go to vote in Congress, they'll lose. I, it's just, it's just, I'm looking at how dirty these people are, and they don't, and they talk about fair election, and there's got to be a fair election. But hell, they're, they're they're doing everything to stop people from from voting. And I, I, I've seen in Texas now where, they, where where a Supreme Court justice in Texas said, nope, you cannot stop, uh, you, you cannot stop having all these ballot boxes in Texas. Now you got to put them back. Now you got to give all these people a way to vote. So you can see that these people, what, what kind of dirty tactics and tricks these people are using, and it's just getting up, uh, outrageous. So I want all my people to to be aware of what's happening because this is this is getting outrageous. It's crazy. They're dirty. So, Mr. Elias, basically, I mean, so you're right about that. I mean, the fact that uh, he's right, uh, a a judge in Texas uh, tried to stop, once again, the the governor of 
Texas, who's a Republican, by the way, uh, uh, suppressing the vote? You know, they try to do it from a legal perspective, where they try to do little tricks and things. They're saying, oh, well, wait a minute, we're not trying to suppress the vote, but we're only going to have one ballot box for early voting uh, drop-off. Or or the fact that now they have a thing in there where, where, you know, usually when you go vote, you can vote straight party ticket. Now, 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 according to uh, the governor of Texas, no, we're not going to do that. You guys have to sit in a poll or a booth, a voting booth, in a pandemic, and you have to go down that long list of candidates, you have to select each and every last one. Seems to me they want people to get out of this environment instead of trying to prolong their stay in the voting booth, but we know what it's all about. So, Mr. Elias got the topic. The topic's on the table. Let's have a conversation. So, Vanessa, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty obvious. We know what's going to happen. I really, you know, at first I was thinking there was no way that this guy would prolong or not leave the White House. But I had a dream last night, and I'm not Dr. Martin Luther King, but I had a dream. My dream was that he wasn't going to show up to the inaugural if he doesn't win. And the fact that they're going to have, you're going to see a split screen on Election Day. You're going to see President Obama and soon, you know, President-elect Biden uh, they're sitting next to each other laughing. Then you're going to see a split screen of black uh, SUVs at the White House where they're going to be inside trying to get this guy to leave. I, I really and truly believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that uh, he's not going to leave peacefully. I, I really believe that now. I-, I thought maybe he was just throwing it out there, Vanessa. I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's, he's building in his mind that this is going to be rigged, and he's not leaving. So, what do you say, Vanessa? What say you in regards to this topic? <laughs> I'm sitting over here making coffee, laughing to myself. Oh, my God. You know, he's going to try that, and the military's not saying anything right now. But y'all know that they're going to call in the guards, and they're going to happily escort his butt right out the White House. Yes, he's going to try to stay in there. But while he's trying to stay in there, Melania, <laughs> Melania, bless her heart, who's sick and don't nobody talk about her, is packing her shit. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Melania is packing her stuff right now. You're feeling, you're feeling pretty comfortable, huh, this morning, huh, Vanessa? You're feeling pretty I comfortable. Go ahead. I caught myself. I caught myself. I pulled back. I'm going to church. Go ahead. I, I, and that's why I'm going, because I ain't a perfect Christian. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Melania, Melania is packing her stuff while she's in quarantine. Melania is ready to get out of the White House. Melania is done with all of this. So I think that, yeah, he's going to act a fool, but Melania and that little boy named Baron, she's going to have their stuff packed up. Because she was done when they put out the show last week that said the first lady, but she wasn't on it. She was done then. She was well, done they then. did what? She was, there's a CNN special every weekend with the first ladies going all the way back to the Kennedys, and she's not on it. Well, they haven't gotten to her yet, have they? I mean, I haven't watched it. Yay! It started last oh. Sunday or Sunday. I think we got two segments recorded. This Sunday, I think it's on uh, Michelle Obama. But CNN has been doing it every Sunday. It's called The First Lady. And it went all the way oh, back she, to the Kennedy. And it's got uh, Okay, uh, but, but it's not her turn yet, Vanessa. Don't try to, you know, you're throwing shade, Vanessa. It's not her turn. She comes after Michelle Obama, right? You don't think so? 
You know what I'm done with you. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Ain't gonna have a star on there with all of them classy ladies. She's the. Okay. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a serious side. This is Sunday morning roundtable. We're talking about the smooth transition of power and things that the Trump administration will do to try to prolong his stay in the White House. You know, uh, more and more, the New York Times. In the Washington Post, they're releasing information about this man, and you're finding out new things. Now, just released the fact that it looks as if it's a fact. Mr. Elias has said this on the show a long time ago, but it's a fact. These guys have purposely been making money in the White House. And so why am I bringing that up? Because I think it all plays into this whole thing, Mr. Elias. They don't want to leave office because they know that as soon as, as new strikes, well, actually, you know, people, it's a misconception. I, I, the guy, he's already the president when he walks out there on the podium. So the inauguration is just the official, uh, uh, it's the official celebration. But when he walks out there, he's already president. They swore him in before he walks out. So he is the president of the United States before he steps out there on the podium. But the bottom line is, is that for the pomps and circumstances, they do this whole thing out in front of America, which is cool. It shows the smooth transition of power. But I bring this up, Mr. Elias, because the bottom line is, is that as long as he's president, he knows that the long arm of the law, they, you know, you know how you'd be reaching for something and, and you can't really, you know, you're trying to reach for a door and you can't quite get your whole hands around the door, but you, you know, you're scraping it with your two fingers because you can't get a good grip. So as long as he's a president, the long arm of the law is doing that to, to the door. They can't really get a mm-hmm. good grip. He knows they're outside the door. They can't really grab that knob and turn the door and open it and go through the door because as long as he's his president, he's technically immune, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. at this stage, I have my dream, Mr. Elias. What about you? Do you think that this man is going to walk out? Do you? Can you? Let me ask you this. Do you think that... He is going to accept, you know, the president-elect. You know how they do. They stand outside on the, on the inauguration day, and they accept the incoming president. And then they go in, and then him and Biden ride over to the inauguration together. Do you see any of that taking place this year? No. It's not going to. So, Tim, not, what do you think is going to happen? happen? Give me your, what's, give what's me your inauguration to... day uh, scenario. Well, he's going like you said. He's going to be sitting in the White House. Come out and lose. I, I, it's all. Uh, it's a hoax. Uh, it's uh, the, the election was rigged. There's no way in the world that I lost the election like this. This because I, I got all, look at all my supporters. They love me, and he's gonna he's gonna fight into the very end. It's 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 it's, it's his way. Think about what they're doing in Pennsylvania, Jay. They're they're right now the the, the Republican. Uh, uh, are, are trying to say during the election that they can go in and say uh, that's not his signature, so no, that ballot doesn't count. That ballot doesn't count. That ballot doesn't count. They're during, during the election, during the election, and 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 and, and in the Carolinas, now they're telling you if you uh, absentee ballot, you got to have a witness signature to say it's you that's sitting in the ballot. This is this is all the dirty tricks that these people keep using. They're not, he's not going to leave quietly. You're going to have to force him out. Even if he loses on election night and there's no absentee ballots, he's going to say they rigged it. 
never going. He's no, it's not, I didn't lose, so there's no way in the world I lost to Sleepy Joe. I'm not, I'm not losing. I know there's no way. And that's just him, man. He, he, he's a narcissist, man. He's a narcissist. Wow. So he can't take the fact he's going to lose. Hmm. Good segue to the Carolinas. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side. It's the Sunday morning roundtable, and Mr. Les is on deck, and we're talking about the smooth transition of power. Do you honestly think Donald Trump's going to walk out that White House on January twentieth, or ride to the Capitol with the president-elect if Joe Biden wins the election? Oh, please! And so now. Well, you know, I, I hear you. But, you know, speaking of the Carolinas, the man is in the house. He's somewhere where he has stable audio. The one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. John, man, what's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well. Can, can you hear me? Absolutely. Loud and clear. All right. Outstanding, definitely. Well, I tell you what, I, 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 I want to go back and just tell everybody hello. Uh, Miss Vanessa, Les, Dr. Williams, Jerome, and my big brother, Jay. And everyone who allows us an opportunity to come in. So um, I think I got my audio squared away. Um, listening to the right, transition good. power, uh, I, I, I will say this here. After November the 3rd, and, yeah. you know, a couple of months ago, we, we talked about, you know, November 3rd moving forward. I do think yes. that it's going to be pandemonium and chaos in this nation. I really and truly do. You can see the remnants of it right now. Uh, this criminal is already setting the stage to contest the election, and certainly he has armed supporters and radical supporters that's going mm. to advocate for him. Uh, I, I, I don't think that the Supreme Court is going to play a significant role, although I do agree with, with Les and, and everyone else in regards to the, the courts being set up for that. I mean, he's, he's openly said that, okay? But... Mm. I truly believe that on November the 3rd that the true patriots, um, not those armed militias, not those individuals who've never served the country, but only the only red, white, and blue that they're accustomed to is a Budweiser beer can, uh, I, mm. I, I do believe that the individuals who believe in the Constitution, the true form of the Constitution, will come out overwhelmingly and that there will be such a disparity in the voting that there will be no doubt even for the republicans who would like to sit there and lock arms with donald trump most of which is probably going to get elected out of office themselves as far as the senators i just think that the american people will step up um certainly he has antagonized the federal law enforcement officers even though he's he's running on this 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 platform that he's the you know the law and order president, but you think about how he has critiqued and criticized our federal partners and our intel community and opted to side with Russia and other uh, foreign adversaries. And I truly believe it's here that the military uh, personnel that, that he has utilized and, and, butilized and brutalized in regards to his policies and you know, uh, the lack of support that he's given them will be all too willing to make sure that what America's quote-unquote forefathers put into place, that transition of power, you know, that yeah. was the foundation of what George Washington really stood on. You know, um, looking at history, when he was elected the first president of the United States, 
he 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 believed in the transition of power because if not, then he as he said, America may have may as well be a monarchy like England, and that's what they were trying to escape from. So, I hope that enough people truly truly is committed to the Constitution, that transition of power, and they just hoist him out on the lawn somewhere. So that's that's my belief. Uh, I do think that he's going to contest it and act a fool. Uh, post nine, post November the third. But again, I, I pray that that those individuals come out and overwhelmingly just let the ballot uh, speak for themselves, so that way it won't be any question. Mm, wow! Tell you what, boy, he brings a very, very uh, serious, sinister, but somewhat comical look at what's going to happen. On uh, January twentieth, twenty twenty one, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side. It is the Sunday morning roundtable coming up next. Vanessa is on the clock. I can't wait to hear what she's going to talk about. But in this week's edition of Informative Select, something that you need to know: the coronavirus obviously is still wreaking havoc on our world, on our country, and unfortunately, we have a president at the helm who doesn't take it seriously. And the New England uh, medical journalists, and I can't, I'm not saying the proper name of them, but they have, for the first time in their history, or the first 100 years or whatever that number is, have decided, they wrote an op-ad saying that this man is dangerous and that we need to get him out of here. Now, the New England Medicine, the Journal of Medicine, I mean, this is a, this is a, a well, well-established uh, organization. <clears throat> and they've never gotten involved with politics. Now, they didn't endorse Joe, Joe Biden. But they said that this guy should no longer be the president of the United States. So COVID is wreaking havoc not only on us, but on our friends of the animal kingdom. In this week's edition of Reformative Arrest, there's a super predator out there who's facing some of the same issues we as humans are dealing with with the coronavirus. It's time for this week's edition of Reformative Arrest, something that you need to know. We'll be right back. You're listening to the serious side on this beautiful October Sunday morning. Stay tuned. The global race to develop a coronavirus vaccine continues, and an ingredient being used in some vaccine candidates has animal conservationists worried. Squalene is produced in the livers of sharks. The Shark Allies Conservation Group estimates that as many as half a million sharks could be killed in the quest for a coronavirus vaccine. Stephanie Brendel is executive director of Shark Allies and joins us from Southern California. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Why is squalene uh, an ingredient in the vaccine candidates? Squalene is uh, used as an adjuvant in a vaccine, so it helps the immune system. It stimulates the immune system. So it is uh, not the antigen, but it is pretty much like a booster. It makes the vaccine more effective and it makes it possible to use less of the antigen. It's being used already and there are sharks already killed for this ingredient? Um, Yes, it has been used in past vaccines, and it certainly is used a lot in cosmetics, but in vaccine um, application, it has been used in influenza vaccines and in the treatment of some coronaviruses, and currently it is used in some of the COVID-19 vaccines that are in development, and of course, uh, that means that it would also be used in the future of the development of more vaccines, you know, for more coronaviruses. And if everybody in the world has to get this vaccine, what could that do to the shark population? 
Well, that was really when we started to pay attention because we didn't think before that it would be such a problem because of the small amounts. But once we considered that this is global, you know, billions of people, probably not everyone will get it, but billions of people will. The problem is, is that squalene as an ingredient in a COVID-19 vaccine will be seen as something that's unavoidable. And then as it becomes tested, it becomes the normal ingredient and nothing else will be tested. And plant squalene or squalene derived from anything else, such as algae or bacteria or synthetically, uh, is basically the same compound and it can be used. So really our ask is, is that um, you know, we start testing the alternatives because long term we cannot rely on a wild animal resource for a global need of anything. I'm hardly an expert, but it strikes me as it has to be easier to get squalene from algae than it is from a shark. The process of extracting it is slightly more difficult because, of course, livers of sharks are filled with oil, and it's a little bit easier to extract it, and you get higher volume than from a plant. Imagine an olive or sugar cane. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have as much uh, oil per pound or per item, but what we have been finding out is, is that the purification process must make up for that because sharks, you know, they filter out a lot of the pollution and the um, disease from the ocean. It ends up in their liver. So purifying something like that must be quite hard. I wonder, Ms. Brenda, what would you say to those who might say, uh, look, if it's a choice between people and sharks, I'm choosing people. Of course, and we're not even contesting that. We would have never even brought this to light if it seems as if sharks are the critical ingredient that would make or break a vaccine. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is that we waited until we confirmed that alternatives already exist and can be used. And even though for the first round of vaccines, we may be too late if they're in testing and they have been tested with um, shark squalene, then so be it. That's what we're going to use. But at what point do we start testing the alternatives? Because long term, there has to be a switch. Humans do not have to die because we're saving sharks. As a matter of fact, if we can protect sharks, that's also good for humanity because we need them for the ocean. They keep our fish stock healthy. They keep the food chain intact. They keep diseases out of other animal populations. And they keep those populations strong because of pressure from predators. Good luck trying to replace that once we lose them. Stephanie Brendel is executive director of Shark Allies. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the uh, call-in number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show on a beautiful autumn. I mean, a beautiful crisp. October morning. I'm glad you guys are in the house. Hope you guys are safe. If you're outside hanging around other people, be considerate and put on a mask. It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable. And the Sunday Morning Roundtable, it's simple. Our hosts, their topics. Coming up next, let's see what Vanessa has to talk about. Vanessa Maybell from the McInnell, what's on your mind this morning? Okay. So when you... Um Start asking me what's on my mind. These are the things that caught my attention last week. Real quick. So we're going to talk about the debate with Harris and Biden. I mean, Harris and Pence at the end. Let me just go through some of the things that Fox News wants to complain about. 
So Fox News, instead of talking about the fact that the president has infected a whole West Wing at the White House, they want to talk about the fact that Kamala Harris uh, was talking about fracking. Forget fracking. We are talking about the fact that when Pence was asked about the military having a bounty on his head, he did not, he didn't say not one word about it. He just looked at him. When he was asked if the courts was already in there trying to take pre-existing conditions out of the insurance, Pence just looked at her. So Pence knows that he's going to run for president. So, I mean, in the next election, Pence is going to run for president. They don't want these sound bites that Jay always say going to come back to hunt him. So he ain't coming because he know they were telling the truth. But yet now the president wants to call Harris a monster. He wants to call her a monster because she is a black woman that is thrown in her voice and he doesn't like that. Now, let's discuss the fact that the Republicans are really, really running scared because I have been in Houston for 57 years and I have been paying attention to the election for the last 25 years. So, everywhere I'm driving, I am seeing signs the size of my car that says Trump. I am seeing billboards going to Galveston, which is a tourist place, that says Trump. Yesterday in Baytown, Texas, which is a little town outside of Houston, they had a parade with military trucks in it, which I didn't think they could do that. They had military trucks and stuff in it that said Trump, and they were having a parade. So I'm like, my niece took some pictures and was sending them to me to look at them, and I just could not believe that they are out doing a parade for Trump, and they are a Republican in Texas. Texas has always been a red state. So I want to discuss the fact that Texas is like inch, like just people away from turning it blue. And the next person I'm going to be on their case is to get rid of Abbott. I'd rather put, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Jada begins with a B. The one who almost won governor, uh, uh, Cruz's spot. Bill, who almost won governor? He's my... I'd rather put Beto in there than to let Abbott stay in there because Abbott posted yesterday with his voter suppression behind. Abbott wanted to put in there yesterday a sign of all of these Republicans and my people are out on the ground. He did that for the purpose of Trump. So you know what? It's time for him to go too. So let's talk about Texas just people away from turning it red. I mean, from red to blue. That's what I want to talk about. And I know less of keeping up with this voter suppression like I am. All right, so there it is. The topic's on the table. Can Texas turn blue in 2020? And there are polls out there. There were polls where they were neck and neck, and there's polls showing that Trump... Uh, has maybe a three or four point lead. Uh, however, uh, once again, Vanessa brings up a valid point. You know, when you have money and when you're spending campaign dough, and especially since reports are that the uh, Trump, Trump campaign uh, is really lacking in funds, the last thing you want to do is to spend your home turf. You think you already have that place locked up, signed, sealed, and delivered. But it sounds like that that's not the case. 
and they're spending money here in Texas. And, 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 to, be, right. and, to, and to crystallize what she's saying, uh, the bottom line is I'm seeing more Biden ads. Matter of fact, I just saw Biden ad. They are really throwing money into the state of Texas because their internal polls are telling them that there is a shot that they can actually turn Texas blue or make it at least a battleground state. So let's start right there. Let's start with you, Johnny D. Uh, I know you're, you know, in the Carolinas, but uh, I know you keep your eye on this type of stuff. What do you think, man? Do you think that uh, that 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 the Biden and Harris ticket can actually come in here, and if they can't take the whole state or take it at the top ticket, that there are some Democrats that's underneath that may benefit from being on their coattails? Well, listening to the analysts, uh, looking at the news sources, it certainly gives the appearance that that, that could happen. Uh, I saw an interview the other night uh, with uh, Beto O'Rourke, and, you know, you've got to look at the momentum that he drew against Ted Cruz as probably the foundation of, of, of establishing the Republican Party as we know it today as hypocrites. And he did well with the fundraising, and he also did well as far as winning uh, counties and, 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 and cities in Texas that normally uh, a Democrat would not have. Uh, I think he I think he was just so extreme that he could not take that the, the, the ticket. And then you look at the overwhelming success that um, the, 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 the the females. Uh, the African-American females and females in general had in that Houston, that metropolitan area there. So um, it's the rural areas that, that in my readings, that most people are concerned about, those rural areas in Texas. If, if, it's, not, if it's not a, a, a swing state where, or a state where it turns Democratic, I, I, I agree with you all, certainly. Uh, the Republicans have had to defend the turf unlike in years past. Uh, I don't think that, that Governor Abbott has helped uh, at all. Uh, there was a, 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 a documentary that was on uh, stars, and it was called Surge. And they went back to 2018 and looked at all of the, the female candidates that had run for political office during that time. And uh, the, young lady, the young lady who was running uh, was a Caucasian female, and she certainly... Uh, documented the fact that, uh, you know, Texas was a Republican state. Uh, she did marginally well. So uh, truth being told, if, if it's not a state that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can take, uh, like I say, Donald Trump is certainly going to have to spend some time and spend some money in that area. But I do I do think that uh, Beto O'Rourke really touched uh, and challenged Ted Cruz, which kind of opens up the door. Uh, like I say, you know, the Republicans are just so hypocritical and so extreme and, and, I mean, just criminal that any decent person would sit back and say, I can't support that regardless of party affiliation. And I'm hoping that overwhelmingly people will will be more prone to do the right thing versus the Republican thing on November 3rd. Country before party. We'll see. Mr. Elias, man, what say you? What I say is there's a reason why they're trying to suppress Texas right now. There's voter suppression in Texas. They're scared. They, 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 you know, that was true when Beto O'Rourke ran against uh, Cruz. So now 
they they even they even more you know they they're scared more because they know Trump is flawed and they know that he's a he's a he's a rotten candidate and dude they they they're scared of losing Texas and I I never thought Texas would come into play but after watching what Beto O'Rourke is saying and if Trump can get to the Hispanic voters there. Man, Texas could turn blue. It could turn blue. If Trump can get if, to the Hispanic voters, you know, I, I said if uh, I, I'm saying what Beta said, if uh, uh, Biden can get to the, the Hispanic voters, then then it's a wrap. And if he gets Texas, it's a wrap anyway. That's that is unbelievable. That, and then, you know, if you look at all the all the states that they're trying to suppress the vote in, you know, it, they're usually swing states, but when Texas came into play, that threw a red flag up for me and saying, wow, now Texas is in play. And you, you got to be pretty bad. You got to be pretty bad to, um, to to lose a state that's been red like that for years. You got to be you got to be doing something pretty bad. Because if you look at Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, you know, he's not going to lose. He's not going to lose in Texas. I mean, and in Kentucky. You know, let's just call it what it is. You know, but dude, it's just crazy. This is this is insane. So Jay, yes, if, yes ma'am. So Jay, my thing is, Trump can't afford to run a whole lot of commercials in Texas because he's running out of money. So Biden is flooding Texas with commercials, and Trump has his people on the ground trying to flood with billboards and signs and such. But I have even stepped out and gotten so bold that on my Facebook page last did you see where I said vote every position Democrat. I put mm-hmm. it on my board. I put it on my mm-hmm. board because people are used to going in doing straight tickets. I need them to know that it ain't going to be a straight ticket. When you go in there, put every position Democrat. I put that on my board, and I'm going to reshare it because Texas goes to early voting starting Tuesday. I'm going to reshare it this evening. I'm going to reshare it tomorrow, and I'm making it public. I normally don't make my page public, and I'm making it public so everybody can see it. And Facebook ain't said nothing to me yet. I ain't in jail yet, Les, but I'm about to say I'm on my way. <laughs> well, you know, they can't. I mean, you're not putting out misinformation. I mean, you know, basically, they, mm-hmm. they have to tag stuff that they feel is misinformation. So you're not, you know, that's factual, you know, uh, based on the reports and things of that nature. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know, the thing is, is that I can't understand why they are, why there are still undecided voters. And there are people that they talk to in these focus groups. And, you know, I, I mean, I was watching this morning on Velshi on MSNBC where we were talking to some people. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember where they were. But but the bottom line is this guy was an immigrant, and he's saying, look, I support Trump. I'm like, are you paying attention to what he's doing? I mean, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You know, my cousin mm-hmm. said something last night, which just infuriated me. He said, basically, uh, oh, um, you know, I don't care. I don't care who's going to win as long as I'm still making my money. I said, see, and you're, I said, you know what, you might as well change the D to an R, because that's how Republicans think. People who vote for this man in this election, they're thinking about themselves versus the greater good of the country. So you're not putting country before party. You're not even putting party before, before country. You're putting yourself above all of it. And that's ridiculous. 
Sometimes you have to do what's in the best interest of, of the greater good. So, you know, so Johnny D, care. as we talk about ter- – I'm sorry, Mr. Elliott, let's go ahead and finish your thought. They don't care, Jay. They just don't. They don't give a damn. It's, it's like, okay, it's all about me. That's what. That's the country of me, and that's what we have become, a country of me. When I told you greed a long time was killing gold, was killing this country, it is killing this country. And, and I also told you Trump wasn't a billionaire. He's broke. I told you that. He's not. He's, he's broke. He's broke as a joke. Well, I knew that. That, I that wasn't him. a secret. Yeah, Obama's got as much money as he got, if not more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know about I don't know about that, but he but he's he's not oh, a billionaire. Yeah. And, and but still, he, and, 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 still well, tickets Jay are three hundred and fifty dollars at the bottom at the sky to listen to her speech. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Up in the sky, nosebleed section to see her preach, to see her talk. She's making a mint. How do you think they just bought a house in Martha's Vineyard? That's not cheap. They're not broke. Well, yeah, they've had that. But yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm not. No, no. What I'm saying is, is that the problem with Donald Trump, Donald Trump has always been one of these guys where his thing is he wants to make sure that he's with the Joneses. He wants people to understand and think that he has all the money in the world. And you know, and all these reports are coming out about how you know I was watching. Yeah, I was watching something uh, that's on. Uh, actually, I watched it on YouTube, and it was a report that NBC News did back in 1991 about Trump and his money problems. And he's been having these problems forever. And the fact of the matter is, this man is not as rich as he claims. He talks about his dad giving him a million dollars. Go back and do the math. His dad. They said the, one, the the worst investment that Fred Trump made was giving investing in his own son, because that's where he started losing money, because his son didn't have a clue, and he ran the biggest con in American history. He's a con man, and everybody that's associated with him are going to go down too. Look what's going on in South Carolina. You know they just reported that Jamie Harrison raised fifty seven million dollars this last mm-hmm. campaign uh, cycle. Physical, uh, FY for budget. Think about that. Look what's going on with Martha McSally in Arizona. I mean, yep. listen, I didn't think that the, the, that they could take the Senate, but I'm here to tell you, man, that thing is wide open. It's yep, wide it open. Is. And you know, yeah, you're going to lose Doug Jones, but I still think the overall net, what is it, four seats or five seats? And they have like mm-hmm. seven different senators, Republican senators who are in deep kimchi. Man, it's going to be a terrible yeah. thing coming on around here. So, mm-hmm. as we continue the conversation about turning the state of Texas blue, I don't think it will ever, as long as we have, Johnny, as long as we have gerrymandering, I don't think they will ever, ever turn it blue. I mean, because i said this before, you know, President Barack Obama won every major metropolitan city in Texas, but he lost the state. Yeah, think. You have Dallas. Houston, San Antonio, Austin. I mean, these are big, big metropolitan cities. Houston is the fourth largest city in the nation. He won all of these cities, and he still lost the state. So do you honestly think that until they change gerrymandering, that the state of Texas can be in play? How? Yeah, Bill O'Rourke did some wonderful things, but he was running against Ted Cruz, for Christ's sakes. And what does that say about Beto O'Rourke when he lost to Cruz when a lot of people in the Republican Party can't stand Cruz? What say you? Jay, I, I, I tell you what, I, I do think that uh, the, the, the gerrymandering is 
it's something that we're going to have to look at, at least through this cycle here. I, I know last week you you ran a uh, one of those four minutes or less where uh, President Obama was indicating that every 10 years, you know, those districts are drawn. So this is this is a critical vote, as, as he indicated then. So this is going to be important. You know, I, I know in, in my home state where the Supreme Court ruled that the Republicans were so surgical, surgical with the drawing of the districts that they deemed the districts to be illegal because of the fact that they had surgically and precisely Precisely uh, drawing those, those those lines so that they would remain and stay in 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 control of both the uh, the house, uh, the state house, and the state senate, and then also the United States uh, Congress and the United States Senate. So, you know, this is certainly an important year. Um, I think the one thing that that Texas, um, if if Hispanic and Latinos who in 2016, when you look at the statistics, uh, Donald Trump got nearly one in every three. You know, he ran on a platform of, of immigration uh, enforcement. And if, if by chance the Hispanic and Latino brethren, the Native brethren come out in full support, the Asian brethren, all of the individuals who, who Donald Trump despised the the, 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 the poor, you know, or the working class people, all of these other people who he truly despised. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, uh, you know, gay or, or, or what have you. Those, these are the people who he despised. The only people who he really uh, caters to and cares for are dictators and people of wealth. So if, if Americans come out and vote their interests, then I think that there is a strong possibility that the state of Texas uh, will go to the Biden-Harris ticket. That's interesting. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I don't know. I, I just don't see a scenario where that's going to happen. I, I just in the state of Texas is a straight up. Uh, it's straight up uh, red, and uh, we've been trying to turn it blue for a long time. So I've been attending all these different uh, uh, Democratic meetings, Play Democratic Day. parties. Play they have a lot going on here. What you say, Vanessa? Hey, hey, because prayer changes things, Jay. I've been praying for a long time. I was praying my butt off on uh, election night in 2016. You see what I they know. got me? <laughs> you got You need to come somewhere else with that, because apparently there was more prayers for that dude. Maybe this is the way. You know, Johnny D has said this on the show, <laughs> and, um, and and I thought it was interesting how he said that maybe we're being punished for what happened. You know, what happened? Well, I mean, maybe we're being punished for for what's going on with. Uh, with uh, what's going on with Trump, anyway. All right, boy, I'll tell you, a great show. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We're gonna step out. We're gonna take a break. And on the other side of the break, you know, Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. I can't wait to hear what he has to talk about. All oh, that's coming up next, right here on the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. It's beautiful. You guys appreciate you, and once again, all the prayers for Jerome. It's been a beautiful thing. Appreciate them. Love you, Jerome, and uh, we can't wait until you're back in your chair, man, doing your thing on Sunday morning. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere.
347-850-1272 is our calling number, 347-850-1272. It is the serious side, and it's the Sunday morning roundtable. Our hosts, their topics, we've been talking about it all morning so far. Mr. Elias has been talking about, what does it talk about? What happens on January 20th? Will Trump walk out the White House under his own free will? We'll see. That's the show waiting to start. And Vanessa talked about the possibility of turning the state of Texas blue. Speaking of Vanessa, you know what we do at this time of the show. We always introduce our panelists for those who may have snuck in after the bell had rang. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning, everybody. I am great. It is a gorgeous day in Texas today. I should be on a fishing <laughs> it is a beautiful day in the state of Texas. That is for sure. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Won't you be mine? Speaking of neighbors, a long distance neighbor, but my brother more than anything. The one and only Mr. Johnny Dean, the place to be is in the house. Good morning, John. How you doing, brother? Good morning. I am blessed, and I say what, excited about the topics, and I'm going to have to uh, dig in my bag of uh, knowledge to come up with, 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 with some topics and some subject matter as in-depth as uh Less in Miss Vanessa. I know that's right. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. That's what we used to do back in the day. Turn around and dig in those crates, Johnny D. Speaking of Mr. Elias, <laughs> he is the man. He gets the first and last word. He's in the house. Good morning, uh, Mr. Elias, man. How are you? I'm doing well, and good morning to you, Hawk. Jerome, I'm definitely praying for you. Mwah. Good morning, Vanessa. Mwah. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, uh, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that was my wife, Layla Hathaway. The name of the song was That Was Dan, in case you needed to know. I'm quite sure you knew already, though, because of your dad. Actually, she requested it. That's why I played it. She actually asked me to play it this week. So there you go. (laughs) All right. For Marietta Music. I want to also take this opportunity to send a very special birthday shout-out to Tanya. Tanya, happy birthday, girl, 51. Man. Didn't know 51 could look yep. so good. Go ahead on, girl, but you still yep. got milk on your breath because uh, all of us on this show, <laughs> we're older than that. So you still got Simulac on your breath, but that's okay. Uh, wishing you many more, and uh, thank you for uh, being in the house. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Mr. Elias, man, can we say hello to some people in the chat, or are we just going to bypass that whole part of the introduction? No, we got Covina man in there with us. And oh, of course. He's, he's throwing it down. You know, uh, My man Covina. Community <laughs> mm-hmm. man's in the house. Also, the passes in the house. Mariana Music is here as well. Rufus, Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan. Rufus is in the house. How you doing, Rufus? <laughs> I mean, I can't remember the last time I. Did. Rufus, that's that's Rufus. How you doing? Uh, he's in North Carolina too. Good morning, Rufus. How you doing? Angie's in the place to be. Also, Crystal from Indiana. Is this who I think this is? If it is, let me know because I had a crush on you in, in uh, grade school. But uh, I've digressed. Uh, Deborah is in the house. Uh, Jenny, uh, Rick Styles, and uh, Mark. A lot of people in the house this morning. Just glad you guys are here. Once again, it is the Sunday Morning Roundtable where we, our hosts, their topics. They bring up the topics too. Now, before we get to Johnny D's topic, I gotta say something here real quick. I'm going out to step out. I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Gotta get get my praise on because I talked to my big sister. My big sister Jay, you know what? We got it. You can at least get out of here and go to church. So I'm gonna go to church today and let God lay his hands on me. Go ahead, Vanessa. 
Let's hope the let's, let, let's hope the church don't burn down when you walk through the door. But I digress. You better let's leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, you have to digress. I got keys to the church, so I'm and look here. I'm an associate deacon, so you better get up off me. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You guys have a wonderful week, and I'll be back on Sunday. But I'll leave you in the capable hands of Mr. Elias. And before we go, especially before I go, I want to know what Johnny B's going to talk about. So here it comes. What is on Johnny B's mind? Jay, first, I want to say, uh, make sure that you say a prayer for for each one of us, and in particular myself. Um, like I said, I, I, I had to dig deep in, 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 in that crate. Um, and what I want to talk about is black my story, okay? So, black, okay. Yeah, black, black, black my story. Now, let, let, let me kind of shape this here. Um one of my favorite movies is Soldier Story. And I'm going to frame this Black My Story topic, and I'm going to center it around a conversation that Sergeant Waters and Private Wilkie had. And Sergeant Waters talked about how the African-American soldiers and black soldiers had fought in World War One, and how he felt like the the accomplishments of the, of the black soldier was diminished because you still had some white American soldiers who was trying to step and fetch and buffoon to all of the, the, the French and Italian people, the, the black soldier. So they identified one of the, the black soldiers and, and, and had him put a cape on and eat monkeys. And they put him on a table and they put a tail on him so that the French people and Italian people can believe that this black soldier grew a tail that night and was a monkey. So they called him Moonshine. Now, if you could have seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, and the intensity that Sergeant Waters expressed during this time, that has always resonated with me some 30 years after I saw the movie. And Black My Story comes in what I saw last night on the news and what I saw this morning on the news cycle where you had this overwhelming amount of of African Americans and Hispanic and Latino Americans at the White House and Mm. they called the group Blexit and they listened to this criminal and this treasonous Trump talk about how he's going to create three million jobs and invest $500 billion in home ownership and building, okay? Now, this is a man who has established no policies other than a tax tax reform bill to benefit the rich. He's signed multiple executive orders, but he has no policy. And I'm sitting there listening to this treasonous individual 
refer to those individuals out on the White House lawn as you people, okay? Now, as a champing and cheering, saying four more years, four more years, we love Trump. I was sickening to my stomach because I'm sitting here trying to envision a world where he is part of the black story, okay? From a positive standpoint, there is no, there, there, there is none, okay? So for the three years and nearly seven months, this guy has done no more than try to undo everything that the only black president in the history of this nation has accomplished. He's tried to undo and unravel and and demean him. And I'm just trying to figure out at what point do we allow as, as, as people in the community to sit back and quit trying to place a plate on a table that has no seat for us. To see those blue shirts out there in numbers and to see this Candace Owens continuously parade around bolstering Donald Trump and to hear the, the, the media set back and say that since 2016, Donald Trump has increased his support in the black community is just beyond me. Now, let's go to Michigan as part of this Black My Story. There is a senatorial candidate by the name of John James. Now, there's no one in their right mind who would sit back and listen to this news cycle and see where these boogaloo boys and these white supremacists and these racists had plotted to take the governor hostage and not have Mm -hmm. anything to say. So shame on you, John James, for not coming out and speaking forcibly against the Republican Party and the president who, and, and, and this criminal who is sitting there advocating for these racial groups. And also, let's look at Tim Scott in South Carolina. Tim Scott, being the only black senator, makes marginal comments about Donald Trump. But when it comes down to real substance and conversation, he says nothing. So, you know, what, what I want to talk about is, am I missing something in regards to the support that is being expressed that's increased among black voters in the black community towards treasonous Trump? Am I missing something? Because, you know, right now I'm, I'm, I'm in Trump country. As, as, as I rode up the, the, the hillside, mm-hmm. I'm sitting up here looking at all these Trump signs. And, and, and like Vanessa said, the flags and the banners are bigger than cars and, 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 and buses. I mean, just huge and enormous where they're sitting there just waving flags and, mm-hmm. and, and Trump flags and got signs mm-hmm. all up the highway. And, and I'm... Les, Miss Vanessa, uh, am, am I missing something? Am I missing something? <laughs> uh, no, you're not, John. But Vanessa, I'm nope. going to respond first and then I'll come right after you. You know, you know I, I was in awe because I have never seen 
so much being done to try to get a Republican in office. But to me, the, you know what? I, I never say race or white people. You know, I try not to. I try not to because I know I got some people that's mine that's listening to this show. But I have to say this. When he stopped uh, the abortion from happening because of the, the, the judges that's in there, white women have more abortions than black people. So he heard them. He, you know, I'm just saying I don't like the white because if somebody gets raped, they have to keep that baby because of that's what he's doing with the justices. I am saying that the white people that's going to have the pre-existing conditions that has the lupus and leukemia and all of this other stuff, it's going to hurt them just as much as it's going to hurt us. Just like the same people with these pre-existing that I'm talking about, it's going to hurt them just like it's hurting us. So I just don't understand. Do you hate white people? Do you hate black people so much? That you would rather have a president in there that's going to take your rights away, just like he's going to take our rights away. And guess what? My friend called me yesterday and said that there are two Supreme Court justices that wants to turn around uh, marriages, same-sex marriages. Now, I'm not for same-sex marriages, but that's between them and they God. I ain't got nothing to do with that. So you got just as many white people that's married, if not more than black. So come on, white people, y'all tripping because Trump's going to take y'all rights away just like he's taking ours. And y'all can have them signs up in y'all yard in front of y'all businesses as big as y'all car if you want to because I'm going to be down to the mountaintop until November the 3rd, both blue 2020. Come on. Well, you know, son, John, um, when you talk about Candace Owens, she's an opportunist, man. So, okay, stand her. She, she's an opportunity. She's looking for a way to make a quick buck. So, Agree. you know, when T.I. asked her a specific question saying, when was America great for black folks? Nobody has ever been able to answer that. So what is Trump talking about when he says, make America great again? It was never great for black folks. It's never been great for black folks. So what are you talking about? And as far as I, you know, I, I look at sometimes I, 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 I looked at Geraldo Rivera on Fox News after the the, uh, the vice presidential debate, and he was the only one on there that said uh, Pence didn't take it to Camilla Harris. So he he, he said Trump is down double digits in every swing state there is, and if he's not, he's down by a big lead in swing states. So he said Pence did not win that debate, and you, you should have seen this black down there with a with a hat on it that said Leo or Leon or whatever, <laughs> 2.0. And he said, oh, no, he won. He won. I'm telling you. I mean, he just started yelling and screaming. I was like, oh, my God. These, if, if yeah, we're going to have people like that. that. We, 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 we can always what? say in his, we can always say in history that we're going to have people that are going to be, and as Malcolm X called them, sellouts. We're going to have exactly. that. Exactly. We're going to have those people. So, Vanessa, what are you going to say now? He just got a show, and I figured they only gave that black man that show because they need him in there. But if a Republican gets out, Democrat gets in office, he ain't gonna have that show. So you know, he can just sell out now if he wants to, but they gonna get rid of him. And as far as Candace Owens, Candace Owens had all of those young black people out there on that on that White House lawn with no mask on yesterday. Mm-hmm. They walked in with masks. Right, they took them right. Off. 
Adnam Church. Mm-hmm. What kind of president? What they and they have yet to say that he his his tests came back negative. Well, nobody say if his tests came back negative or not. And here he is out here fixing to do more rallies and infect more people. And so that little girl who stood up there, his little spokesperson who stood up there and said, "Oh no, the president is this and this and this." When she got it. I unfortunately said, Lord Jesus, but enough to don't say it. Because I just couldn't Mm-mm. believe, you know, I didn't want to say it because I don't want it to come back on me because some was something else. But I, when that little girl got it, I was too through. When she said, God gave her that job. So if God gave you that job and he gave your president COVID and gave it to you, what what is that? What Does God really do that? So I couldn't believe she mm. said that. She said, God no, gave her that job. That. So I saw the interview on 700 Club about her, and I am too done with her and her religion to say that Donald Trump is a powerful Christian. When does he go to church? When have you seen them film the president of the United States go to church with his family? Never. He held the Bible upside down. Don't talk to me, y'all. Don't go there. Well, I'd like to know what... I like to know what the evangelicals think about him taking that the one medicine that's made from um, babies that have Fetus been of an abortion. Of, of, of an abortion. I like to know what the evangelicals think about that. Be, you know, because nothing. he's taking it. And he, he said that I he, he hear nothing but cricket. <laughs> exactly. Hey, about that. He heard nothing about that. Well, you know, and, one thing they that they've done. If he's going to flood the Supreme Court justice system. You know what Biden is making a mistake doing by not really answering it? He's dodging it. Answer the question, Biden, say, you know what? I actually haven't sat down and thought about that yet. Stop dodging the question because they're tearing him up in the news. Just say, you know what? I ain't sat down and thought about it yet. Just say that. Leave it, let it go. Because I would hmm. love the Supreme Court justice. And that's why you saw me post yesterday, Leslie, stand on my, my board. I thought How has said America been great again? Put it back to the way it was. When did it become thought, great again? I thought he already Put said he wouldn't do it. He said he said that he wouldn't he wouldn't do it. I thought he already said that. He said it would be a mistake to do that. I thought that's what he said, but okay. Maybe I've I, I, maybe I missed. Where he has said, and okay, this morning on Trapper on CNN, one of his spokespeople came on and she said, well, she kept dodging it. She kept dodging the question, and Jake Trapper was giving her the blues this morning. And that's when I said, why don't y'all just say, ain't nobody thought about that right now, instead of saying, well, right now we're trying to get through the election. That's a dodge. Just say, we have not sat down and discussed it yet. Law uh, like I, the rest of my life. I, I will agree with you on that right there, Ms. Vanessa. I mean, I think just the, the fact of, of that would be such a significant change in American history to expand the Supreme Court. And that, that's not no overnight decision. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. I would just simply say, look, that right there is a complex situation. When I'm elected the president, I will sit down with my cabinet and I will look to see, you, you know, all, all, all of the tangibles. And then I will make a decision then. But uh, again, the, the sidetracking and trying to be politically correct, you know, yep. just speak the truth because that's what we that's what we're not hearing. You know, everybody's up there, you know, mouthpiecing and 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 speaking idle tongue. Uh, you know, less you you talk about the, the evangelicals. 
I, I tell you, how how do you set back and 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 profess to have your foundation on biblical principles, and and you select and and hitch your wagon up to the yeah. most ungodly person that's probably ever held that office is just beyond me. You know, I, I yeah. truly believe that over the last twenty years or so, evangelical has really been a, a, a definition of just simply Southern Baptist, which mm-hmm. is, is skewed on racial divide, where you use, you utilize the Bible to uplift yourself and show yourself in a superior state than others. And that, that's what I've seen over the last 20 years. And it's indicative when you sit back and you say that Donald Trump, you know, you don't you don't look at his 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 character or his morals as a Christian quote unquote Christian based <laughs> faith group, and you say that you mm-hmm. that you believe in his his policies, but yet you don't believe you don't look at his character and his morality. That's hypocritical to to the utmost. I mean, you know that that's that's just beyond me. But you know it just is indicative of what we're seeing here in America where where people are just simply about being divisive and always attempting to be more superior than the next person. And that's, that, that saddens me to no end. Hmm. Wow. Well, you know, it, it, you know, something, Johnny, I, I said it a long time ago, and this, this country is built on greed, and all they care about is how much money I got. They don't care about the next person. And that's what the evangelicals look at, that I'm getting my agenda pushed through. As long as I get my agenda pushed through, I don't care whatever happens. I, you know, this is Trump is standing for my, 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 uh, all my, all the things I'm trying to get through, pushed through on the court system, like Roe, Roe v. Wade. So these, these are the things that they care about. So they, they'll, they'll, they'll subside and say, okay, so what? He cheated on his wife with a porn star. So what? I watched the video where they were talking about uh, uh, just uh, different things as far as Trump going and saying that what would, what would, it, what would it take to you not to vote for Donald Trump? And, and the lady said, well, if he cheated on, if he cheated on um, Melania. And they said, well, he's done that with, with, with Stormy Daniels. He said, oh, that was years ago. I'm not talking about that. And I thought to myself, wow, this is just insane, man. This is, this is just the way it goes. They... They add, they put it out there for you, and and they ask you what would it take, and you just said don't make a difference. Agree Pretty much. But but you know what, Les, when you ask a Republican of whatever color, you ask the Republican what has Donald Trump done for you? Well, he's done this and this and ah 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 I didn't ask you what he did for the rich because you ain't rich. <laughs> what has Donald Trump done? <laughs> For you, they can't answer it because he hasn't done anything with the insurance in four years because he's too busy taking the time to roll back everything that Obama has put into place. So he hasn't done that. He's got the economy. Yeah, the economy was good. It took him four years to get our 401k really up, and he rolled that off of Obama. Now it's in the toilet. So how's he gonna? Roll that back with Obama. And and guess what? His poorest uh, trailer park trash constituents don't have a 401k. 
They don't have mm. one. So when I roll past these trailer park places in Houston and these low-income areas in Houston, and I see these Trump signs, I actually laugh because Trump ain't doing nothing for them. Nothing. He's hurting them, if anything, because he is cutting back Medicare, Medicaid, food stamp benefits, and everything else. And I'm not just saying that white people are on them. By no means. I worked at the food stamp office for nine years. But white people were the ones coming up with the Medicaid, Medicare benefits when they would have an accident or something and, or they got sick. They were the ones coming up with whatever those benefits was, what they called them back then. They want food stamps because they said that was welfare. I said, honey, it's all one and the same. Do you want your food stamps today? <laughs> so I'm just telling you people who are listening of whatever nationality, he ain't doing nothing for you. But at least Biden said that he would do a tax cut and would help people who make less than $400,000 a year. At least Biden said that he would give people $10,000 who was making payments on their student loans. Not those who just said, I ain't fixing to pay them. He was going to give them $10,000 for those student loans. So you can't say that Trump has done any of that for you because Trump is taking your children off of the insurance that are in college and under the age of 26. You white people are stupid if y'all are listening to this man. Has he done that in the last four years? No. Your children are still paying them student loans. Better yet, you still pay them. You still pay well, them student loans. So y'all better listen. Y'all better listen up. I think that, uh, and, 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 and speaking of insurance, I think that's a major point that Camilla Harris missed in the debate. Because when he, when, when, when he was talking about when, when, uh, when Pence was talking about how bad Obamacare was and how they had uh, health care coming and they're working on it and they're doing this and doing that, I just I said, well, what, what, is it going to be two weeks away like you always say for the last four years? Is that what, I, is that what I'm hearing? Because every time we ask you about health care, we're working on it, and it's going to be two weeks away. You had four years to put together a health care plan, and you put together nothing. But I understand she came across like that. She's down at the dresser. Huh? They hmm? think they're hurting black people. And they're not hurting black people. They're hurting themselves as well. So we already yeah. know that when black people are, and they vote Republican, we already know they're crazy. We already know that. We already know that. Yeah. We've got to discuss that. I'm talking to the indecisive white people who think that Biden is bad for them. That's who I'm talking to. It is not, you cannot tell me anything that Trump message Jay and tell Jay three things that the Republican Party has done for you. Message him. And then we're going to talk about it on the show next week while I'm on the uh, he's listening, so Vanessa, he got you. He's listening to the show. Hey, I tell you what, now, Miss Vanessa, you in raw form again today. Now, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> that she is. That she is. But it, 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 to me, it, it's like you are beating a dead horse when you tell these people about what's going on with Trump. I told you about the guy when he came to my came to my bay and he asked me. Um, he says. You know, Trump is going to give me $181 more. I said, idiot, that is your Social Security money. And he looked at me and said, oh, well. <laughs> and then another clown comes up to me right behind him and says, you know, and I said, he's talking about taking away your pension. 
you, this is stuff you worked for for over 20 years. He said, well, that's why you got to have uh, other investments. I said, dude, I've been paying for Social Security since I was 16. I'm not giving up that money that I've paid in all them years, and I've been investing in, in my pension for over 20-some years. So now you're telling me I got to give it up because this clown wants to take it away from me? And you tell me I got to get other investments? I said, well, what are you going to do? I said, how about you get out and vote and encourage all your friends to vote this clown out of office instead of sitting there with your thumb up your butt like, I don't know, what are you going to do? It, it's just crazy to me. I just, I don't understand the defeatist attitude of some of these people. I don't. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how some of these union people are backing clubs. Now, you did have quite a few large unions who backed bikes. You really did. Uh, mm-hmm. AOL or... It, it, was a, it was like three of them because I Googled it to see. I wanted to see for myself. But what I don't understand is pilots and other people who are backing Trump. And Trump does not like unions. He is going to take no. away everything. Okay, so let me say this. Union people give up pay to have good benefits with insurance and stuff when they retire. Mm-hmm. The job I just retired from does not have insurance when you retire. But thank God, and I was a union employee, but they just gave us large 401ks and did not give us insurance. My husband, on the other hand, came from TWU, and he had insurance pension. Trump trying to take all of that. So we, we will get it, but y'all will not. I need you young people to hear me. Those of you who come back and listen to this show, I need y'all to hear me. Y'all not going to get it because Trump is going to stop unions. He doesn't like unions. And if you're giving up pay for benefits now, it's not going to do you any good. Right. You got any kind of pre-existing condition, sinuses, asthma, anything, a lump on your toe, anything that you had before you got that policy is not going to be covered. Wake up, people. Wake up, wake up. And I'm talking to well, union people. I'm talking to yeah, union people because people think you're right. There's a lot of them out there that are voting for Trump. You're right, Vanessa. I know you're that. right. That's a lot of them. So, you know, we're going to step out and take a quick break. I think it's break. I don't know. Break three, I think. <laughs> but we're going to step out and take a quick break. Uh, and we'll be right back after this. All right. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Google. From updating their hours to adding takeout and delivery information, small businesses around the country are using free Google tools to adapt. Learn how at google.com slash grow. The Russian brokered ceasefire in the disputed region of Nagorno-Karabakh is under strain. Both Armenia and Azerbaijan blamed each other for breaking the ceasefire just after it began yesterday. And today, Azerbaijan accusing Armenia of shelling Ganja, the, the uh, country's second largest city. There are reports of fatalities, uh, but the number of dead and injured has not been verified. Massachusetts ranks as the best state for women in Louisiana as the worst, according to a new analysis from Georgetown University. NPR's Sarah McCammon says the report examines the status of women in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. The Georgetown Institute for Women, Peace, and Security has developed a new ranking system that analyzes the well-being of women based on factors like access to 
parental leave, representation in government, and protections from violence. The report finds wide-ranging gaps depending on where a woman lives, with the top-performing states, Massachusetts and Connecticut, scoring roughly four times higher than the bottom two performers, Mississippi and Louisiana. The Georgetown study compares data across U.S. states and also to other countries. For black women in New Jersey, the maternal mortality rate was nearly four times that of white New Jersey women and worse than the maternal mortality rate in Iraq. Sarah McCammon, NPR News. And tennis, the men's final at the French Open in Paris is getting underway this hour. Defending champion Rafael Nadal taking on Novak Djokovic. Yesterday, Iga Szabantek became the first Polish player to win a Grand Slam singles title. She won the women's crown, beating American Sophia Kennan in the final. I'm Trial Snyder, NPR News. Hello. Hello, folks. Uh, sorry. Right now we're we're, uh, we're back, but uh, okay. I want to talk about we're, we're talking about uh, what's in the chat room right now, and that's Covina Man. Covina Man in the chat room says, "I'm betting that they won't even meet with Biden's transition team." He said, "I, I voted already." He said he couldn't wait, and he said, "We have 23 days left before the Trump Civil War." He says, "Those militias group has promised to attack." Back black people if Trump loses, which is what I want to talk about uh, on the third and final set, which is um, they in Michigan they tried to attack the governor, which is a militia group, and these militia groups are popping up over, all everywhere, and they're threatening people, and they threatened uh, the governor of Michigan. They were going to take her to Wisconsin, and. and they were going to put her on trial, and then they were going to assassinate her. This is, this, and, and they were going to blow up a bridge. They were going to plant a, 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 a landmine on a bridge to blow up the bridge to distract the police, and then they were going to kidnap her. And they were talking about killing police officers. And you know what Trump came out and said right after that? She's a horrible governor. Exactly. Exactly. She's a horrible governor. Exactly. This is the stuff that you can't make up. Exactly. This is what he's talking about. And I thought to myself, what the hell are we doing? You would vote for somebody like that? This is the man that Racism you're for? and bigotry over country, Liz. Racism oh and bigotry over country. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. And, and, and the militias are popping up all over. They're, they're popping up all over. And we better be, you better be diligent, folks. You better be very diligent because if they wanted to do that to the governor, and, they, and these are the same people that, that he was talking about were very fine people that stormed the state capitol when he told them to oh, liberate Michigan. Yeah. 
liberate Michigan. I don't, I don't, you, you can't make me understand this stuff, folks. You cannot. No. Nah, nah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable what we've yeah. seen in, in today's society. Just unbelievable how how low we have allowed the bar of, of expectations and standard of conduct to, to, to slip. And, and as you said, now, you know, you got a, a you know, FBI arrest 12 individuals and you don't come out and condemn it at all. Mm-hmm. And you come out and say, she's a horrible governor. Mm-hmm. If that's not but provoking and provocative, uh, I don't know what is. We are really living in a condemned time. And Donald Trump said one thing accurate since he's been in that office is he is the byproduct of President Obama being elected. And I truly believe this here, that this is God's condemnation of just how ugly America is. And if, if, if you reject my servant, I'm going to give you this. I believe that every single day. And if, if by chance Donald Trump steals this election, Again, you know, he, he's always promoting and talking about voter fraud. The only time mm-hmm. in history you've ever heard about voter fraud was George Bush and Al Gore and Donald Trump mm-hmm. and Hillary Clinton. So mm-hmm. that's the only time you've ever heard about voter fraud. And we know for a fact that the FBI determined that Russia meddled in the 2016 election. So he's already been a beneficiary of tampering with elections and now he's simply trying to cite people into to, to, to his platform so that when he says that the election was rigged you will have these hooligans who will get out there and, and, and try to start anything and everything at these polling places and try to incite and you think that the protest that's going on now is is something I don't yeah. think we've seen anything the likes of what this guy is going to ramp up after November the 3rd. And if there was ever a bill in the Constitution or an amendment to say that you can remove a sitting person in that office, this individual is that person. Now, I know he will take on the lame duck t- title, but still he's a provocator. And that's what scares me and concerns me more than anything. I mean, he's already mm-hmm. killed over 211 people because of his misrepresentation and mishandling of uh, the COVID-19. And now mm-hmm. he's going to simply do more. We, 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 we living in a bad time. We really and truly are. So uh, what, what, what Covina man is talking about is real. And, you know, we said that time and time again uh, throughout the last year and a half, two years, that you know, this is this is the potential that's going to come, and now that it's with twenty some days away, folks, I'm telling you, be be concerned, be very concerned. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I am. You know, I, I'm concerned, and you know, and and on top of that, you know, the the the, the mishandling of the, you said the mishandling of the coronavirus, hell. He hasn't been cleared by a doctor yet to, to be out there holding rallies. 
And these people are going out in, in, in numbers to go support him. Johnny, what, Vanessa, what am I missing? What am I missing when you don't care about your health? And this, this virus has killed over 211,000 people. And you still are going to go out and support a guy who wouldn't tell you about it from the very beginning. He's on the phone talking to Bob Woodward saying, it's a bad, it's a bad one, Bob. And uh, it's not like anything we've ever seen. It's airborne, and it'll take you out right away. He's saying that in February, but he's still holding rallies. That should tell you alone that he don't care about you. And now he's got the virus, and he's still holding rallies. And he has not been cleared by any doctor. They ramped him up on all kind of drugs. And he said, see, I beat it. Well, hell, if I had a personal doctor to fly me to a, 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 a suite at Walter Reed Hospital, and uh, I had a team of doctors surrounding me, I'd be okay with it, too. You know? But, hell, that's not every American. That's not every Liz. American. And that's what people are missing. Listen, man. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to give you three points on that because I was listening to Johnny D and I forgot what I was going to comment on here. When Trump said, I think Johnny D said something that he said was true. Well, let me tell you something else that Trump said that was true because he's the biggest liar that people have ever seen. But this he said was true, that I can say something and make dumb Republicans believe what I say. Remember that? Remember yeah. he said that I could kill somebody in the middle of the street in New York and nothing would happen to me? Exactly. What he did. Exactly. He did. He killed all of these folks with COVID. Because I have Bob Woodard's book, and I'm just on third chapter because it's like 40 chapters in this book. But page four or five in that book, the first thing he talks about is that Donald Trump knew January 28th about this virus. He knew January 28th. So even though he said, well, I stopped the people from China coming in, Bob Woodard said by that time, he'll still he allowed 400,000 people to come in because they had family or whatever the exemptions was. So he don't didn't say stop you yeah, stopped he... it when you let 400,000 infected people come over here and you still didn't do nothing to help us until March. Uh-uh. Right. Y'all need to wake up, people. And listen and believe it. But let me say this: if you are a, if you are a Republican, the only station you listen to is Fox. Fox sits there and tells lies all day long. You might run across one Fox reporter here or there that will question Biden. I mean, will question Trump, and that's only because they want to have a career when Trump get out of office. Because a lot of these folks that's opposing Trump are going to be unemployed eventually. Either when Trump get out of office the next four years or when Biden walks in there, I would start, I would start firing people, including the first person would be infected bar that you ain't seen nowhere because, you know, he got the coronavirus and he's just being out the camera. You ain't seen mm-hmm. Barr. Yeah, true. You ain't seen him. And that's because Barr got it. Or Barr is quarantining. And you just, y'all better wake up, people. Wake up. Mm. But what's sad is, what is sad is, is that the Republicans only look at Fox. I look at all the channels. Bobby can't stand OAN, but I look at that too. And I even yeah, look they, at 700 Club, and they right. are a Republican they religious are, station. They are worse than Fox, OAN, they are worse. They oh, are, yeah, they, they are. are. 
They are, and mm. by, it, I, they are. But like I tell Bobby, you listen to Hannity, and you listen to Michael Perry, and all these are straight up Trump boys. <laughs> so I look at the TV. Hannity is mm. terrible, and Rush Limbaugh, God help him, when he when his horn squeaks because he got case stage four. So I don't wish no ill will on that man. None. But I am just saying to lie to the people and then to get ready to go see Jesus, that's just, you got some stuff to answer for on your way. I do too. But she got some stuff to answer for because I'm not lying to the American people. So, you know, I just, I just hate that Trump is getting away with all of this. I hate that my voice and our voices can't be held and heard at the mountaintop. Because you got Republican broadcasts just like ours. They're going to stay in the stuff against Biden. And they black. And I can't get past that. Remember I told you my classmate voted for Trump. Well, he ain't voted mm-hmm. for Trump this time because he sent me a message. Right. <laughs> Something about who he wants, shame on you. <laughs> he ain't voted for Trump now. So I'm like, he, Trump got 8% of the black people's vote, 27% of the Hispanic vote. And you know what? He's trying That's to send money over to Puerto Rico to get those people's vote. So just stop and think about when Trump locked those babies up in cages. Stop. I put that on my Facebook page, and I'm going to re-put that picture back out. Don't forget about when he threw paper towels at the people in Puerto Rico who needed food and water, and he and the water sat on the runway and went bad, and the people didn't even get it. When me and Bobby went over there, and the, the, the lines were down in the street, that me and Bobby slept almost in a chair. We were getting on a cruise. We had no idea it was that bad. We slept in a chair. They had no hot water. And Lord Jesus, when daybreak came, I couldn't get to that cruise ship fast enough because we were walking over power lines to get to a stop. And Trump was throwing paper towels at some people. Lord Jesus, I pray for his soul. His soul. And that governor is voting for him. She's oh, stop. Because she's from oh, New York yeah, and she's yeah, a sellout yeah. and Puerto Ricans can't stand her. She's yeah. from New York. Yep, she's Puerto Ricans can't stand her. Mm-hmm. She's voting for her. She's, she's but, backing it. But less. A lot of the Puerto Rican children moved to Florida so that they could vote. That is the reason mm-hmm. why Trump just gave them so many millions of dollars to try to buy them real quick because he knows that they went to Florida to vote against him. But some people ain't forgot. Mm. Those folks yeah, ain't forgot. They shouldn't forgive them. Thank you, guys. So let me tell you. Let me tell y'all what. I'm just going to give them a pop real quick. Norwegian Cruise Line, it's the cruise line me and Bobby was on that particular cruise. They let anybody in Puerto Rico who can afford to pay the taxes and fees to the, you know, because they don't get that money, they let them on the ship for free. I have never Mm. eaten so much Puerto Rican food in my entire life. Because the buffet was set up for them. Mm. But they let, and I asked that little mm. boy, what are you, what, aren't you supposed to be in school? And he said, they let us free. And I asked the mama, what are you talking about? So the mama explained to me that that's what Norwegian Cruise Line did to help some of them people get out of that bad situation. They let them get on the cruise ship mm. and get the rest of the cabin. Wow. I was there. Y'all can't tell me. Me and Bobby Hayes was there when Harvey hit. We were at home, but that was in August. By the time it tore Puerto Rico, we were booked on a cruise that December. Man, Bobby was 
there. We saw it. We woke in it. There was no hot water in my hotel room. None. Them people didn't have no hot water. If I ain't have none, they ain't have none. And it was lying wow. down in the street. Y'all, it was awful. It was awful. And that president who didn't do anything to help them people, that president that still got some children in them cages, Lord Jesus, help them. Because you know what? We got some stuff to answer for, Lord Jesus. Yes. Yes, he do. He, he does. Yes, he, he do. He really and truly does. Them children still yep. in cages. That breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. Yep. He really and truly does. My dogs are treated better laying on this fluffy rug better than those children. Yeah, well, we're living in wow. some different but, times. We really, li- yes, oh, we we really are. are. It's horrible. in some different times. It, it just, it to me, it, it, it's terrible. People are voting for him because he, they, they listen to him and because they hate minorities. So while they sit up there and sit on Facebook and I tell my new behind, I'm voting for my flag. I'm voting for the abortion rights. I'm voting for... What? What? Trump, all mm. the polls he didn't have probably didn't have abortions for him. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> that's a good I think what I say to them. <laughs> the flag, what are you talking about? Trump calls them losers and suckers. Trump calls them losers and suckers. So he don't care not about no flags. Oh, you let you know. Let you you know. I put some stuff out there on Facebook, and you the messages and the fights I get in, and my husband just feel they're like, why are you fighting with them, Vanessa? But you know, know, I I stopped fighting. I stopped fighting with with, with Trump voters a long time ago. I just post what I post. I don't I don't fight with them because Bobby is right. You're never going to change their minds. Right, these, right. These people are cemented. I'm not trying to change their and, minds, but these are ex-co-workers left. These are ex-co-workers mm-hmm. that I thought were better people. So I'm not trying to yeah. change them because I don't work there anymore and I could care less. I just am letting them know I am shocked at you with this kind of attitude and you smile and grin and kiss up in black people's face at work all day long. That's who I'm fighting mm-hmm. with. It might be a couple of other outside people, but I'm mainly getting people that I just can't believe I like you. I just can't believe it. You, you got to, Vanessa. I mean, they, they, it's like, like my Angela when said, if somebody you told you they are, I believe them. Believe them. The believe them. I believe them. I believe them. That's why when they, at, at my job, I don't, I don't know, it's only a couple of people I talk to and deal with because I know who they are. And I, at my job, I, I, I just say, man, if you ain't got no union issue to come with me about, then I'm good. We can, we can, um, we can, we can stop, you know, and we can stop this right now. And then it's just how I feel about it. And that, right. that's just it, you know. Because these these people are never, you're never going to change their mind. They are they're Trump supporters, and that's just it, you know. So we're getting close to the end of the show, folks. So hey, look. Let's uh, get ready to give our final thoughts, folks. And uh, up first is the very lovely Vanessa Maybell from the Macanel, as Jay says. Okay. I got to start here. Your final thought. My final thought. I'm not. Early voting in Texas starts uh, on Tuesday. But y'all already know that. So I'm not even going to go there. What I am going to talk about on my, my polling is 
Just like human beings are in food lines and they are hungry. I'm asking people at the sound of my voice whether you like me or you don't. Could you please, when you go to the grocery store, pick up a couple of bags of dog food, kitten food, kitty litter, something, like I did on yesterday, take about $30 worth of stuff over to your local humane society, not the SPCA who gets government funding, your local humane society, because people are starving, so they don't have money to feed those dogs and cats. Could you please find it in your heart to donate something to the animals that's in your area at your local humane society? Y'all be blessed. I am not perfect. God got some work to do with me, and that's why I'm on my way to <laughs> So y'all have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely pray for me. Johnny, the floor is yours, my friend. Hey, you, you know, Les, I, I will be honest, man. Miss Vanessa Every every Sunday, she drops the mic in front of me, and I can't pick it up. So, I, 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 I just love you, Johnny. I'm hey, she, yeah, hey, you know what? You you always doing one of them drop the mic moments. I I, I can't follow you because your, your your closing statements always take the show. So, I, but I will say this right here: I absolutely enjoy having an opportunity to to. To be part of, of of the contributors on this show, I, I I thank you all more than you would ever know, and more than I can ever express for allowing me an opportunity to 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 just feel this degree of, of, of liberation. You know, when, when you when you do government work all of your life, there are certain things that 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 you can and cannot do, and th- certain things you can and cannot say. And um, you know, as I draw closer to that 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 retirement time, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be able to join Miss Vanessa. Uh, I don't know if I'll say anything different, but because the reality of it is, is that I always speak from the heart. Uh, I I may say some different words with it, but my meaning will all be the same. But less, um, like I said, you and Jay have put together a great venue and a great form, and I absolutely enjoy you. I look forward to. You know, us all being healthy, um, getting through this election cycle, getting through this COVID cycle. So perhaps uh, one day, one day next year, uh, once everything comes back to some degree of normalcy, that we can all perhaps get together and maybe on one Sunday morning we'll all be together and do a live show. That would be that would be great, man. I would I would look forward to that. I would look forward to that. And and, and folks, my, my final thoughts are this. Um, look, uh, I always tell you to vote your interest, and I mean that because Bob Johnson, the former owner of DC, came out and said he supports Trump, and I understood it. I didn't get mad with him. He's a black man, but I, I did not get mad with him because you know what? He is voting his interest. He's rich. So Trump is definitely putting more money in his pocket. And, it's, you know, and like I said, greed is killing this country. He's a rich man. He's voting his interest. But, folks, if you're not Bob Johnson Rich, guess what? You're not voting your interest. You get out and you vote, and you vote the person that's going to keep you working, that's going to give you health care, that's going to do everything to help you. Folks, this is, this is all I'm saying. You've got to get out and vote. And for all of you people who don't think that the vote is important, why do you think they're trying to suppress the vote? If your vote didn't count and it didn't mean anything, why do you think they're suppressing the vote? And folks, with that being said, you know, 
I, I just can't I can't express it enough. You gotta get out and vote. So Johnny D if we're talking serious stuff and it's Sunday, my friend, what time is this for? The serious side of the J Rao show. Alright, my friend, with that being said, I need to give you all the do. So for myself, J Rao, uh, Vanessa, Johnny D, Captain We'll see you next Sunday, and if we're talking serious stuff, it's time to be the news and the news.